You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Jackson Vandekamp's Not-So-Final Repose by Cecily Sass on AO3, Chapter 1. Act 1. The boy realizes immediately it's a dream, but of course that doesn't mean he lets his guard down. One thing he knows for certain about dreams, from experience, is that they aren't harmless. Even when they are mysterious or playful, they can also be dangerous. So he's suspicious at first, because he does not recognize the old man. The man sits at a cafe table, drinking a tall glass of iced tea, smacking his lips in appreciation. He waves the boy over, as though he knows him. Well, what? The boy plops down in the ornate metal chair directly opposite the man. He sees no reason to waste time on greetings. The old man either has a significant message for him, or he doesn't. Either way, there's no point in revealing anything more about himself than necessary. The old man looks at him for a moment, a tiny expression of amusement on his face. Huh, you're not what I expected. Do you know who I am? A young asshole, apparently. The old man takes another sip of his iced tea. The boy rolls his eyes. Why'd you bring me here, to insult me? The old man stares at him an elven twinkle in his eyes. I didn't bring you here, kid. You brought me here. I don't even know you, the boy insists, his voice taking on a whiny tone he immediately hates. He rolls his head, angry and frustrated. Nothing ever works the same way twice in his dreams, and it aggravates him. Okay, fine. Let's say you're right. How do you know that? How do you know that I brought you here? No idea. The old man smiles an enigmatic smile, raises a hand and a ta-da gesture. I just know. Your father once said I was a psychic. My father, the boy repeats, tapping his fingers on the table impatiently. Who do you mean when you say that? Oh, the old man says. Well, I guess you know I'm not talking about Daddy Vandekamp. I was told my real father was a man named Spender. Yeah. The old man gazed off into the distance, a thoughtful expression on his face. I know, but I don't think so. I don't think that's the actual story. The boy doesn't think so either. It doesn't fit with what he's been seeing, but he wants to see what this man sees. Your dad is that other idiot, the old man says at last, as if he is certain. I know you're probably relieved because, sure, he's better looking and seems nice enough. But there were plenty of reasons to be worried about being that FBI guy's kid, too. I knew the guy. The FBI agent, Fox Mulder, the boy says, trying to mask his rising interest. He finds he wants to hear everything about this now. He's the one who told you you were a psychic. Yeah, your dad ate that sort of shit up. He tilts his head. But honestly, he was wrong. I wasn't a psychic who knew things like this, like lotto numbers or who's the daddy or what someone is thinking. I was never a fancy mind tricks guy like you. I only had one bullshit skill. I could only see how people died. Worthless. He looks down at his drink, takes another greedy gulp. So how are you knowing things about me now? The boy asks. I think because I am the dead one. You're dead? Yep, nods the old man, putrefying under a field of tulips as we speak. Jackson scrutinizes him. 
A dead man? This has not happened before, to his recollection. If he now has acquired the power to speak to the dead, it's news to him. He looks around. He wonders if there's a dream waiter who will bring him an iced tea, too. The details of the cafe around them are unnervingly sketchy, incompletely filled in. There are a few ghostly, half-there people at the other tables. Jackson doesn't like to look at them. There are some billboards, half-finished, on the walls around them, advertising real estate travel destinations. He wonders if he is dead, too. Could he have died in his sleep? Been murdered? Jackson takes a breath. His lungs still work. He decides to start asking questions. How do you know Fox Mulder? The boy asks. I don't know anyone, the old man says. I'm dead. Okay, the boy says, trying to be patient. How did you know Fox Mulder? The old man is staring at his sweating iced tea glass, holding it up to stare at the water droplets closely in the light. The condensation on this glass, he says, actually reminds me of dying. Jackson winces a little. Oh, yeah? Yeah, nods the man. Were you, uh, poisoned? No. The man is still looking at the droplets on the glass lost in his memory. He looks up at Jackson, smiling fondly. Your mother was there, you know. My mother was there when you died? She was so lovely, the old man said, lost in reverie. Just so lovely in every way, inside and out. His eyes land on Jackson, and his soft look hardens. You take more after your father. Jackson can't hide his confusion. Who are you? There is a train whistle, loud and disconcertingly close, and both the boy and the old man start a little, sit up, and look at one another. This is a train station? The old man asks him, surprised, looking over his shoulder at their surroundings. It's a cafe inside a train station? God, I don't know. The boy doesn't see any trains, but now he can hear the hissing of a train brake on a track somewhere. I have no idea where we are. Oh, okay, the old man nods. Train station, I get it. You're making this a dream heaven in a train station, like in those dumb books and movies you liked so much. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do, the old man says knowingly. Your childhood obsession. The kid with the dark hair and the magic powers and the special destiny, blah, blah, blah. The birth mom with the pretty red hair. I guess the attraction for you is obvious. You read them again and again and again like a little psycho. I did not, lies Jackson primly. Have it your way, the old man says, gesturing indifferently. Makes no difference to me. I never read them at all. Dead. The old man looks around. It's just interesting to think why you made things here the way you made them. Like, why am I drinking iced tea? He holds up the glass. Not that I'm complaining. Very refreshing. You were already dead when the first Harry Potter book came out? Don't feel bad for me. I doubt I would have read them anyway. That was just a very long time ago. Ha! The old man says, only a stupidly young person says things like that. It was five seconds ago. It was before I was born. Well, that much is true. 
says the old man. When I met your parents, they weren't even thinking about doing the nasty yet. He pauses. No, they were definitely thinking about it. They just weren't doing it yet. At least, I don't think they were. It didn't seem like it. You can't see things about them, only me? I can see some things about them, muses the old man. But with you, everything is clear. With them, it's like when you try to get Cinemax on TV. Lots of squiggly lines keeping you from seeing the good stuff. Jackson doesn't understand the reference. They were partners back then at the FBI? Yeah, agrees the man. And why do nice ladies like your mom always end up with assholes like your dad? He sighs. If I had psychic powers that were useful, I could have warned her. Mr. Handsome will be nothing but heartache. They seem to love each other, Jackson points out. They have a good relationship. It feels strange defending them, these parents he does not know. The old man rolls his eyes. Ain't love grand. How did you know my parents? Did they investigate you? I know they investigate, like, supernatural cases. They didn't really investigate me, the man sighed. Like I said, I wasn't that interesting. I helped with a murder case, told them how people died. Then I died in bed, began to putrefy, end of story, good times. Can you still see people's deaths? Jackson asks. Can you see mine? How do I die? The old man coughs a little, politely. When people ask you that directly, you only have a few options. Option one, tell them the truth. They either won't believe you or it will mess them up thinking about it. No good. Option two, lie. You could either lie in a mean way or you can lie in a nice way, depending on how you feel about the person. Option three, evade the question. It's really the best option. You're trying to go with option three right now, says Jackson, understanding a reluctant sigh. Bingo. Did my parents ask you? The old man shrugs. What did you tell them? Option two with both of them, the old man says. Well, I didn't really lie to your dad. I just strongly implied he died in an undignified way. The old man smiled to himself. He was very agitated. The man really wanted to impress your mom. I had to get my kick somehow. How do they really die? It is fascinating to Jackson that this man could see way back then his parents' ends in a time that has not yet come. The old man folds his hands in front of him and looks at the boy, his eyes serious. I'm not going to tell you. It's not my death. It will mess with your head. Jackson looks at him in disbelief. I barely know them, he says. You will, the old man says. You will know them, and it will bother you. you got to trust me. I'm that kind of psychic now that I'm dead. Very wise. Staring at the iced tea glass, Jackson considers the idea of having a different, closer relationship with the FBI agent parents. It is a strange but not unpleasant idea. He thinks about Agent Scully's heartfelt speech to his dead body, her broken voice, her tears. He thinks about Harry Potter seeing his dead, red-headed mother standing behind him in the mirror of Erised. You can see everything about me, even my future? Mostly, I think. Am I happy eventually? Way, way too hard of a question, 
the old man says. What am I, your shrink? You seem like you will be pretty happy. You have sex a lot. You fall in love. That seems good to me. The boy nods gravely, finding this more comforting than he thinks he probably should. You have sex with girls and guys, the old man adds, mystified. Is that just a regular thing people do know or what? Jackson smiles. I guess, some people. I think people always did, though. I had sex with basically no one, says the old man sadly. I'm sorry, the boy says, and finds that he means it. He's starting to like the old guy despite himself. You fall in love like your idiot dad. All heart, no brain, the old man sips his tea. Yeah, says the boy ruefully who has had some experience with love already, and with it being unrequited. And the sister, the old man says. That seems nice for you. You're crazy about the sister your whole life. She's around after your parents are gone. I don't have a sister, the boy says. Did I tell you I was psychic or what? Jackson has been seeing some things lately from his mother's mind that could imply his mother was having another baby. He didn't know whether they were real or metaphor or references to the past or what. But it seems impossible. Isn't Agent Scully too old? All her babies are impossible. The old man answers his thoughts directly, shrugging. Like many children who have not known a biological family, Jackson is somewhat taken by the idea of a sibling, a sister, who might grow up to physically resemble him and speak and think and feel like him. Would she be able to do his tricks? Would she have his same faults? Could he help her avoid his mistakes? She would grow up with the FBI agents as her parents, Jackson realizes, in the life he might have had, perhaps should have had, and that makes him sad. In some part of him that isn't numb to the old desire already, he feels envious. Is she, uh, in danger? Jackson asks suddenly. The baby? I'm not sure my parents know about everything. She's not if you help protect her, the old man says. You're saying I should go back to talk to them again? The FBI agents. Listen, I don't tell you to do things, the old man says in an offended tone. Don't get confused. I'm not God. I'm just some dead guy. Do you miss being alive? Jackson has no idea where this question comes from. The old man considers his answer. Not mostly, he says. I miss Hydrox cookies. Jackson has never heard of Hydrox cookies and imagines they must be something from 20th century pre-Jackson existence. You find it difficult to talk to your parents, comments the old man. Yeah, Jackson says running his fingers through his hair. It's complicated, painful. Sure, it's complicated, the man says. But it's not like you're the first kid your age who finds it hard to talk to his goddamn parents. What are you saying exactly? Well, the man gestures around him. Not every kid has a magic dream heaven and a bunch of hocus-pocus powers. Seems like you have a lot more options than the rest of us did. What are you suggesting I do? 
Jackson says. Hell if I know. Jackson makes an exasperated sound. Then what good is this? For someone who is so hell-bent on running away on his own, you sure seem desperate for someone to tell you what to do, the old man says. He tilts his head to one side, looking at something past Jackson's head. Well, how about that? What? Jackson turns his head around urgently. What do you see? Nothing. The old man smiles a little. I just thought the pattern on the back of these cafe chairs looked kind of funny, like a brain. Jackson looks at the chair the man is staring at, but to him it looks like an abstract pattern, swirls of metal fused together, not especially brain-like. He turns around and fixes the man with a bemused stare. Well, the old man says, sipping the iced tea, what do you say? I have an idea, maybe, Jackson says, looking over the man's face carefully. But I may need you, sort of. I had a feeling, shrugs the old man. Life is just like I remember it, a pain in the ass. That's been my experience as well, sighs Jackson. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.